Howdy, friends, and welcome to the Old Hat Podcast. This is uh, real. Well, this is episode. I don't know what episode it is, but it's the <laughs> seventh one that Ginger and Bell and I have done together. So, welcome back to number seven. We're going to talk about uh, all kinds of interesting things today. We, we. I wish we'd had the tape recorder running, but. Well, sort of, because I'm <laughs> not entirely certain what the statute of limitations is on some of these things we were talking about. I just looked at the clock, and I've been here for an hour and 20 minutes, and we're just now turning on the microphone. And so far, all we've done is 30 seconds of hello, and welcome <laughs> to the podcast. <laughs> Y'all, seriously, the fun stuff happens when the machine is not running. It does. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so last time we talked about freshmen. Mainly, yes. we talked about fourteen-year-olds because I'd just been to a high school and talked to a bunch of them, uh, but also talked to a lot of seniors, which is kind of the other end of that spectrum, it isn't is, it? You know, yes. you're a freshman and you don't know what's going on. You're a senior and you know everything. <laughs> uh, and so this time we're going to talk about seniors and maybe get an idea of what you're dealing with because you're still dealing. You know, it's funny because you deal with all the things from your freshman year all the way through. All the way through. And so in your senior year, it looks different. Even if it's the same problems, there's the same peer pressure, there's the school pressure, there's the after school pressure, there's just everything going on, but you, you've you kind of grown up. But then you're adding other layers yeah. of pressures. It gets more complicated. It just No does. question about that. Right. Okay, so first, because I think you're one of the most fascinating people I've ever known. Me? Yes. <laughs> Yes, I do. I do. So what what stands out to you from your senior year? You know. Wait, wait, wait. Let me back up. Do you remember your senior year? Is there anything about it you're willing to talk about in public? I wasn't the smartest person uh, as far as making good choices my senior year, but I finished fairly strong and I was in theater. And so we had our own group of adventures. Well, and you know, I have I have really come to believe and have told Glenn this. I think that theater is the toughest team sport in high school. Absolutely, it's unbelievable the the work ethic and uh, and the production. I mean, what so many people come and judge what you do in theater. Well, and you want you want to blow them away. Yeah, you want them to say. Wow, that was amazing. <laughs> and talk about it for years. Yes. You know, even though that year? <laughs> you may have only done three performances, <laughs> you've worked your tail off for six months, you do your three performances, and then it's done. <laughs> so you think it helps to have a group? Oh, I definitely Because I, I always thought, I was always kind of jealous of the band kids, because mm -hmm. they had like an army. Yeah. You know, if, if a band kid got picked on, 47 band members walking by in the hall would beat you to a pulp. You know, I, I mean, they just weren't going to have it. I did never have that problem, but I can see what you're saying. Yeah. I definitely. No, I, I've always thought, oh, I'm so independent. I can do anything by myself. And But if you have a group of similar people with similar interests, then it does kind of make things a little bit easier. Yeah. And so uh, we had our theater kids. So did, did you have senioritis? You know, I had senioritis probably my whole life. Okay. Still, <laughs> still, still coping with that. Huh? I just, I, I was ready for whatever was next. Yeah. I just wanted to move on. Just, let's just see. Let's just go. go let's just find yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. Less planning, more doing. Yes. A little less talk, a lot more action. Absolutely. <laughs> Senioritis is real though, James. It is so real. And anyone who's been in education for any amount of time, you just see it. And it's almost like there's a switch that gets turned on and up, oh, 
there it is. They're senioritis. They've yeah. lost their minds. They, you know. So, so okay, from an educator standpoint, define it. Can can you say it? It's what is senioritis? I mean, is it? They don't care. It's kind of like spring fever because yes. that's a thing, yeah. right? right? And then uh, was it Tamara calls it dark November? Oh, you know that you're, you, you know that it, the time change, right? Yes. It's dark almost before you get home from school. For teachers, it is dark when they leave school usually. Right. Uh, but the kids, you know, all the first of the year energy is gone, mm-hmm. and it's not the holidays yet. Getting close and, to the holidays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a really hard time uh, for kids and uh, of all ages, you know, from kindergarten on up. But okay, we pause for two seconds. <laughs> Okay, so so in the last podcast, uh, you know, I, I I really messed up a word, watermelon, very complicated word, right? I messed that up, and uh, and I couldn't figure out how to fix it, but I finally said it right, and I said, okay, well, Joshua can edit that out. So Joshua brought it back to me after he edited, and he said, okay, I had to leave swaller watermelons in, because when you said Joshua will edit that out, then you didn't leave any space for Joshua to edit with. So don't do that next time. So Bless we, his heart. So we left we left some space there on that last Ooh. mess up. But but what's funny? What's really funny about that is, uh, and this has nothing to do with. We have senioritis apparently. Evidently, we're, we're doing it's other a things different form besides the topic at hand yet. So uh, when when I was teaching Sunday school, I've taught Sunday school all of my adult life, and when I'd get a hard word in the Old Testament, instead of pronouncing may her shall a hash baz, mm-hmm. I would just say mm-hmm. watermelon. So for all the words that I could possibly have mispronounced the fact that it was watermelon, the word that I use when I can't pronounce <laughs> Oh Holy Ab in the Bible. Thing. And then you messed up watermelon. <laughs> How do you even do that? Senioritis. Ah, see, it's a real thing. It, and it, it, the, it lingers. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's... no, honey. It gets worse. Oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so part of senioritis is loss of focus. Oh, so, well, yes. And we just gave you an example of that. Huh? We were, we're talking about loss of focus and then may her shall a hash baths from the Bible and mispronunciations I do. <laughs> and in my, you know, just to be perfectly clear, I have no idea if I'm pronouncing may her shall a hash baths right, but it's in there. Oh, well, you know, I'm going to have to go look it up now and tell you <laughs> if you've said it right or wrong. Okay. So loss of focus is part of it. Right. And a lack of motivation. There's just yeah. no doubt. We've worked so hard. We've done everything we've needed to do for all these years. And I just don't want to do it anymore. I just, it's just done. And that part of, of what we were talking about was that finish line is right there. Yeah. And they see it and it's like, okay, it's there. So we're almost there. So we don't have to work as hard anymore because it's almost here. Yeah, they're not going to keep me here. Right. Whatever I do, they're going to kick me out at some point, right? Well, I actually have threatened to keep some students because I didn't want them to graduate. (laughs) (laughs) They've threatened to keep a couple of mine, but it wasn't for that same. I don't think it's because they were so popular with the teachers, although they were. But Actually, senioritis, that senior year, is a bittersweet time. It's bittersweet because... Your life is fixing to change. And I'm not just talking to you guys who are graduating. I'm talking to the parents. And kids, you need to realize your parents, though they may act like they're really excited to get you graduated and quit paying tuition and get you out of there, it's it's hard for them too. Well, and the financial stress on parents. I say the same thing. Anybody, Anytime anyone says to me, oh, our son or daughter is a senior, I go, 
well, you just moved way up my prayer list because when ours were seniors, we hemorrhaged from the checkbook. Yes. I mean, they need $50 for that, $10 for that. We got to get this. We got to go there. We got to. And, and it, the stress on your calendar because there's so many events. Right. I know it's horrible for the kid. I'm not saying that it's not. I'm just saying the pressure that the parents are under to do all of the things that take 24 hours a day to do anyway. Now you have to add to that all of these assemblies and all of these things you've got to go to and you want to you do you've worked this hard to get here and it all costs money and you know most of us are just we're budgeted this is You're what we're doing with our money and, yeah. oh my gosh you need what for what I, well you, wait why how, how many tassels do you have to buy <laughs> you know it's just wait you have to add patches to your coat how much is that it just never ends it's a cautionary tale for parents whose children aren't seniors yet yeah. Go ahead and create a little special corner of your house for throwing extra change into yeah. so you can afford those things. And that's knowing that you're getting ready or almost f- fixing to pay college tuition. Yeah. So. Well, and it's it's uh, it's stressful, but it's worth it. And you want to relieve as much of your stress and your child's stress as you can. Right. But kids, your parents are stressed about this just like you are. And maybe you're mad that they wouldn't, you know, buy you the $500 uh, senior portrait session with the number one photographer in town or whatever. But they're just trying, you know, everybody looks at the senior year as the end. Oh, yeah. But it's really not. Mm-mm. It's really actually a beginning is the it? beginning of the real world so i think part of what you do your senior year is decide who you're going to be in the real world and i think that's a challenge i I, th- I think well okay you're looking at me like you don't agree with that maybe like no no i do i agree i was okay. processing okay that was my processing well look. so and here's here's part of how it plays out in in my experience watching kids go through this for years and having gone through it myself the, the kids that you've been friends with all through high school, that group changes. That you grow up and, and you have friends. I have a, I had a friend in high school. We'd been friends since middle school. He started drinking a lot. Oh, I didn't drink. And I wasn't going to in high school. Changed so that whole relationship. It did. And he had a whole group of drinking friends. Right. And if one of our friends went with the drinking friend, I lost a friend. Yeah. I still loved him. We were still friends, but I wasn't going to ride with him. Right. You know, and we didn't go to the same parties because that just wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to do that. Well, in senior year, uh, very often the stupid part of you comes out even more strongly. Uh, yeah. You just don't have that control because it's it's almost done. Yeah. You're at the end. You don't have to worry. So, wow, I'm going to let loose. You know, there's a part of me that says, okay, if you're going to let loose anyway, senior year might be the time to do it because... In most instances, you're under the age of being arrested yeah. and being having it on your record. Right. Though I'm not saying to do it. Right. But then there are those well, people who go off to college who who have kept everything squashed in for so long. And then all of a sudden they're free from their parents. Yeah. They're free from teachers who notice what they're doing. And they go crazy well and you know and and parents let me just say this to you that's not necessarily a bad thing i know it seems like it but uh my pastor growing up jack nivens he's i heard him say this a hundred times if parents never rebel against what their parents taught them they also never believe it 
If kids never rebel. Yeah, if the kids don't ever rebel against the things you've been teaching them are true, then they're never going to know if it's true or not. They have to test that. And I think you're right about senior. I mean, it's awful as a parent to contemplate that, but it's it's better senior year because people still want to call you. (laughs) You know, if the the principal (laughs) will call you if your kid does something foolish at school at college. They, they can't. That by law, they can't. Yeah. You're right. And I was shocked by that. What do you mean I'm paying for this and I can't know their grades? Only if they allow it. Well. How does that work? Yeah, well, and it, but it's a federal law. Like the HIPAA yeah, law, there's the right. same kind of law with college. And so some are, there's a lot of new information that gets thrown as you, at you as a senior mm-hmm. and as the parent of a senior. Your roles are changing. Your roles will change. Mom and dad, grandparents, siblings, and the, the graduate, yeah. your roles are changing. And so whew, you have to take deep breaths and work through it and talk to people who've been through it. Yeah. Um, I remember for a while we would host, and I, I think it's still going on, what we call senior moments, meaning moments. You, you know whose ideal that was, right? No. The name was Lisa's. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> because there's that, that thing where moms, it's hard. It's hard for parents, especially the mothers who've given birth to these children, to consider what's coming next. And I was so appreciative that you and Lisa would host those gatherings because you would speak so openly about the impact it had. Yeah. And we would get the moms together and um, the counselor at our school, who's so wonderful, had the students write something to their parents that the parents wouldn't get until they'd gone off to college and just be real honest. And it's important. You've got to talk about it. It's real. Well, the the relationship changes, but it doesn't go away. No, You know, you're going to be, it's, this has been the goal all along. I mean, it's what we told our kids. Our goal has always been for you to be uh, adults. That's the goal. I mean, you can't be good to forever. live long enough. Yeah, to that's an adult. right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, we want we and we want you to to be. You know, we want you to have a platform to launch from. We want you to you know go on and do whatever's next, whether it's college or work or whatever. That's what's what we've all been working towards. But it's really hard that last year for everybody to stay together emotionally and and relationally because you really get everybody gets frustrated. You know, and I think the kids are under more pressure than the grown-ups are but the but the kids you know they're not telling the grown-ups about these problems a lot of times i've actually thought upon more than one occasion that um this time of separation you don't like each other you're getting on each other's nerves you're i think it's just part of that getting ready for what's coming well and part of it is the kids acting like the grown-ups because like we talked about last week, you ask a room full of 14-year-olds, are the grown-up, do you believe the grown-ups aren't telling you things? And they all raise their hands very angrily. <laughs> yes, you're keeping information from us. Yes, we are, because it wouldn't help you. I, I think the kids learn that. And by senior year, they're keeping information from their parents because it wouldn't help them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're making these really hard decisions that would panic parents, you know, and maybe they're making good decisions. Maybe they're making bad decisions. And you get the consequences of whichever choice you make. But I think they're they're kind of protecting their parents from 
what's actually going on in their heads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's better if parents don't know what's going on in your head. So how sweet of you not to share it. Yeah, I think that's not a bad thing. And parents, you, you have to, you know, we've been working on making them to be functioning adults all these years and that the fact that they can control their thought life and decide for themselves what to share and not share, that's actually progress. That's what we've been waiting for all these years. So my senior experience was uh, was different. I think, you know, when I talk to people with seniors, when I talk to seniors, when I talk to people about when they were seniors, I didn't have pretty much any of those experiences. My dad died when I was a freshman and uh, that changed my entire high school experience. You know, absolutely. at some point in there, somebody asked me what I wanted out of high school. And I very honestly said me, (laughs) I want me out of high school because I want to go to work. You know, I got a full time job the day I turned 15. And had one all through high school. And so if I didn't have to be at high school, I could work more hours, make more money, pay more bills. That was what I was wanting to do. And so, you know, I I didn't go to prom. The first prom I went to was as a photographer in my 40s, right? I mean, <laughs> the first homecoming dance I ever went to was as a, a chaperone. And I never got invited back to chaperone again. Huh. I think maybe when I kind of swayed my way out to the mosh pit with my flashlight, it kind of upset some people. One of them comes immediately to mind, and we'll talk about her at some point. I'm going to tell her that story and see if she remembers that. But, uh, you know, I didn't spend a lot of time at football games because I was at work. And I didn't go to any of the banquets. And I didn't go to, you know, I went to pep rallies if I had to. And you didn't have then the same challenges that seniors have who are living the normal senior life because they get to do more things or they think they can do more things. You didn't do those things in the first place. No, Well, and everybody in school thought school was a lot of pressure. And to me, school was like an oasis for eight hours. I didn't want to be there. Right. I wanted to be at work, but uh, work was stressful. High school wasn't for me because it, it's it's such a, a an, an imaginary environment. It's not real. Mm-hmm. Y'all can fight over friend groups all you want, but it, I know what it's like at work. And at work, it doesn't matter if there's 15 years difference in your age or what right. color your skin is. You're at work, and if no if somebody doesn't do their job, then everything's messed up. But I was friends with the manager. I was friends with the pharmacist, and I was friends with the guy that changed the oil in the in the grease pit. I, it just it's not the same as high school where everybody in the band does band stuff and everybody in the choir does choir stuff and everybody it's at work, everybody just works and we all just want to get a paycheck so we can live our life. And that's where I was. And at school, it's about, do they like me or do they not? Yeah. Can I, can I make them like me? If I do this, will they like me? But at work, it's just getting your job yeah. done. You can hate me as long as we both do our job, everybody right. will be all right. right. And so that was my experience. Now there were a couple of seniors that really helped me through my freshman year, uh, the semester that my dad died, uh, I was in a speech class because I was terrified to speak in public. Oh. And uh, yeah. <laughs> wait a minute, let's, uh, yeah, let's no. digest that. <laughs> yes. Oh no, kidding! I, I was the most bashful child you could possibly imagine. I didn't say a word in public till I was fifteen. Wow. I mean, it just wasn't. You know, my I have an aunt who swears she didn't see me till I was four because I was hiding behind my mother <laughs> oh. the whole time. I just oh. I was so shy and bashful and didn't talk and. And decided I really needed to get better at that. So we we need to have a whole other podcast on that. <laughs> How did this happen? I know, that? right? It's pretty wild. Well, my dad died. Is the yeah. is the short answer? I, somebody has to do the talking now. So that mm-hmm. was me. He was preaching at a uh, at a nursing home every Sunday, every Wednesday, 
and nobody was going to do that. Right. And those people missed that. Sure. And so, you know, they got the worst sermons anyone <laughs> could possibly imagine from 15 year old me. It was, I'm sure, <laughs> dreadful. But, uh, but they appreciated they it. They did. I know. They did. They yeah. were very encouraging. To be, but I knew I needed to get better at speaking in public. And I was taking a, a speech class um, to debate and things like that. And some of the seniors were in there just taking it because they had to do something, you know. Right. And one of them was the head cheerleader. And one of them was the star linebacker from the football team. And we only knew each other. Well, okay, so the star linebacker knew me because my sister used to beat him up when we were little. <laughs> the same one that beat you <laughs> yeah, up? He didn't beat me up. No, the same sister. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she's still a force to be reckoned with. But but anyway, I think the only reason I made it through the rest of that year was, was because of them and one of my teachers. I knew if I could get to James Wood's history class, I was safe. And I knew when I was in speech that Debbie and Stacy would not let anybody hurt me. That's so wonderful. And, and so they poured into me as seniors. And so I did a lot of that as a senior. I, you know, you try and take up for the freshmen because they're, they, they're, their road is rough, too. They have no idea what's coming. Well, we should put that under what you can do to not have senioritis so badly that it scars you. Yeah. You can help. The younger kids, yeah. okay. you can look out for them. So I don't think senior writers will, will scar you unless you make decisions you can't live with later, right? right. You know, if you <laughs> fail the year, then that's going to leave a scar. But right. I don't know anybody that, that, that starts their story with, okay, I'm James Chambliss and I suffered from senior writers so bad. I had stage <laughs> four, you know, class 10. It was terrible. I just, you know, they don't, everybody, we just, everybody has it. Right. So it's not something that we go, hey, you, oh, it's only you, man. That may be the first thing that helps is knowing that everybody goes through this. Yes. Everybody's the the valedictorian of your class is probably dealing with senioritis because it's so common. It's just different levels of it. It's yeah. it's different intensities. And some people are strong enough to yield not to temptation mm-hmm. while others are just sucked right on in. Yeah. And well, and then there are people like me who had been suffering from it since I was 14, 15 years right. old. It didn't look any different. Senior year didn't look any more stressful for right. me than sophomore year did. And frankly, it was less stressful. It doesn't have to be. No. You know, one thing be. that helped me was, and a good friend of mine, Jimmy, he was in my wedding later, and we, we live in different towns now, but he's my friend that has the most interesting job I've ever heard of. He designs wooden roller coasters for a living. <gasps> But good guy. And he, man, I learned so much from him in high school that, you know, you hear things when you're a kid and you just believe that's true. Right. And then you meet reality. And there was a lot of that on senior year that I didn't, you know, when I, when my dad gave me my first pocket knife, I was probably 10, a new one. I got hand-me-downs before that. But my first new one for a week's worth of work was a K-bar folding pocket. I still have it. I love it. <laughs> but my dad gave it to me, and, and he could put a shaving edge on any blade. You could shave with his lawnmower. I mean, he just had a real knack for putting an edge on knives. And, uh, and he, you know, so I would test him by cutting paper. And he told me, you know, cutting paper really dulls your knife faster than just about anything else. Wow. I didn't know that. So now it's gospel truth, right? My right. dad said it. So right. I'm sitting I'm sitting in outdoor education which is one of the classes I took my senior year. Just had to have hours. And Jimmy, and I, and I took it because Jimmy said, look, man, just the last semester, why don't you get, set your schedule up so we're in the same class together. It'll be great. We'll learn to fish or something. It's just not a big deal. So I had somebody telling me, we'll take something we're kind of interested in. We'll yeah. get to do fun. So, I mean, that was a great solution. That was Jimmy. He was always coming up with really good things that you should know. 
So he takes my pocket knife and cuts a piece of paper with it. I said, don't do that. That's the fastest way to dull a knife. He said, no, it's not. Well, my daddy told me it was, so it must be true. Uh-oh. And he said, he said, okay, well, I'll tell you what. I, I, you, I'll take my knife and cut paper, and you take yours and hammer it on steel for a while, and let's see which one. <laughs> I went, oh, wow. That's so, and so senior year, you start learning things from your friends that are different than what you thought Always. were true. Yeah. yeah, and that's part of the senioritis is going, I think not only were they not telling me everything, they might have been stupid about some of this <laughs> stuff. Maybe they're not as smart as they think they are. Oh, my gosh, and they're in charge. But. Let me just remind you, don't tell them that. No, that won't go <laughs> that well. That would hurt them. <laughs> yes, that won't go well. But, you know, you have to be discerning it, which is why a friend like Jimmy was so important to me because right. he was very discerning. We, you know, we'd have we'd get in one of those conversations at lunch and all the loud people, you know, the guy in the Pink Floyd T-shirt and the, <laughs> the guy in the polo shirt would be carrying on about all the important things in the world. And Jimmy would just go, yeah, that's not true. And I'm not doing that. And I'm like. Oh, wow. It's like cold water, but it was like, oh, hey, I just woke up from this weird dream. So taking outdoor education was actually kind of a reward. You know, you got through the first semester, you've only got one left. Guess what? You get to go to this fun class. And so I think a big part of getting through anything is having something to look forward to. You know, setting yourself around. Get the vanilla Coke Sonic. (laughs) You know, get the chocolate shake. It'll help. That's just, and you know, maybe go on the big trip this summer or whatever, you know, but put something out there in front of you that you can reward yourself. And that's true whether it's your senior year or anything else. Hey, you survived the pandemic. Get the chocolate shake. It's okay. <laughs> oh, I remember that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what your advice is about senioritis. My, mine is if you don't like how things are, you should change it. You're yeah. in charge of your life. And your senior year, you're more in charge than you've ever been. And you need to be yeah. practicing for for that next year. Yeah, that's true. Well, and so I say if you don't like what it is, change it. You have that authority to change things. You can change your friends group. Absolutely. You're in charge of that. Don't quit being a victim of it. Oh, they don't like me anymore. Okay, who do you like? And you can hang on and wait till the year's over. Or you can just do something about it in the middle of the year. Yeah. Because next year, y'all aren't going to be friends anyway. You'll probably be in 42 different, different colleges. Yeah. And You know, I tell I tell seniors a lot that, you know, when you lose friends your senior year, and you will, because your life is changing, their life is changing. It's not necessarily they don't like you. It's just you're not interested in the same things. You're not going the same places. Maybe they want to do bad stuff and you don't. Maybe they want to do good stuff and you don't. I don't know, but your friend group will change. And to me, I tell people all the time, you know what? That's God taking people off of your team that got you through high school so that there's room on the bench for the friends that are going to get you through the next phase, whether that's college or work. That will be with you. Yeah. I have one friend from high school, Robin. She is, she's always been amazing, more amazing than she even knows. She's delightful. And she's still a good friend I can count on, you know, more like a sister, I guess, because now we've been through an awful lot together. So, yeah, I mean... You don't know who's going to end up being that friend. Right. But you do know who's not going to be. So, hey, cut them loose. Yeah. Decide who you are. That's more important than figuring out who they are now. Decide who you are. Who are you going to be? Because then you'll know who fits with who you really are and who doesn't. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, I guess what you need to do is look at all the effort that you've put into getting here, getting to this point. Remember, what were your goals when this all started? 
to get to your senior year and to graduate. You're here. You're here. And look at what you did to get here. Think of all the practices you went to. Think of all the homework you did. Think of all of the meetings you attended. Think of all the pep rallies and all the football games or basketball games or baseball games. Think of all of the drama performances, the choir practices, all of the things that you've done. Now is not the time to just throw all that away. That was good, hard work on your part. And I'm proud of you. You've done a great job. Savor. Savor. Y'all, it goes so fast. <laughs> you just savor it. I know you're ready to be out of there. You're ready to be anywhere but here. But take a minute and look back and see wow, look what I did. Yeah, <laughs> I you, did good. You got to your senior year. Don't let anybody run you down. Right. You've done it. You got here. That was your effort that got you here. People helped. There's no question about that. And parents, I know how hard some of you had to work to get your kids to the senior <laughs> year. I do. <laughs> I asked my mom one time, how did you survive me? She said, well, we wore out several pair of knee pads. Yeah, praying <laughs> hard. A lot of praying. So yeah. parents keep doing that. Yeah. And it's practice for what you're going to be doing the rest of their uh, lives. Well, so, right. well, it's, you know, once they graduate, that's really what you can do. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, you don't have, you think you don't have a lot of control of their schedule now. Wait until next year. It really changes. Unless you buy their gas, I think. Buying gas and paying insurance on their, that still gives you you're, a little bit of a. <laughs> yeah, but it's different. You know, there's some account of, they have accountability now, but they still have authority that they didn't have before because yeah, your true. senior year, they tell you go to school and you either have to go to school or skip, right. you know, that's really kind of your choices and college. They don't even tell you, we, we really hope you go to class. You know, when my oldest left to go to college, I thought he's never going to wake up because it took a <laughs> stick of dynamite to wake him up every day. I went in his room every day and went, wake up, wake up, Norman, Norman, hello. His name's not Norman, but that's from a movie we thought was funny. And and I, but all my kids have a whistle. They all know exactly what they're, I could whistle his whistle right now. And at his house, he would look around and go, is dad here? It doesn't matter how far away it is. My mom would whistle for me and I would get nervous and not know why, because I can't hear it from Dallas, but, but I would know somewhere deep in my soul. And and so we rec we found a way to record that so it could be his alarm clock. Oh, how perfect! <laughs> so he would wake up. So he did wake up. He slept through a lot of classes, I think, but he got there and he graduated. And we just didn't, you know, we didn't worry about it. We just, you know, once you get to college, it's on you. And if you yep. graduate or don't, then it's on you. Right. And 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 that's a hard thing for parents to let go of. But senior year, you're still in this together. And you've both put in so much effort. Don't ruin the relationship <laughs> over a bad case of senioritis. It'll be okay. It really will. And this too shall pass. It will. It, it may be like a kidney stone, right? Ooh, it will pass. James, that's cruel. <laughs> hey, senior Ooh. year was rough for some. <laughs> so we could talk about senioritis for another six weeks, but we just don't care. No. <laughs> we're, we're too tired. We lack the motivation. Because we've made it this far. Yeah, the focus. We had a goal to do a podcast. And it'll just have to do itself now. We have senioritis too. You can get senioritis when you're... We, I get senioritis about tax season. Ooh. You know, I, 
We we should James, you just mentioned kidney stones and, and tax taxes. That's right. <laughs> I'm gonna have to reach across this desk oh, and slap oh, your face. Sorry. Kids, there are worse things than senior year. There really are. You'll get through this. I'm proud of you. You got here. I hope you enjoy it as much as you can. Right. And I hope a long time from now you podcast about it to help somebody else. <laughs> and I hope that you can really say what I say with great conviction because I really do believe it to be true. When you tell people about it a long time from now. I hope you tell them, hey, hang in there because the best really is yet to come.